Alright folks, I'm going to read some articles from RT.com. Okay. <clears throat> this one is Xi Jinping to speak with Zelensky. The Wall Street Journal. The talks are expected to take place after the Chinese leader's upcoming visit to Moscow. Chinese President Xi Jinping plans to speak with his Ukrainian counterpart Vladimir Zelensky for the first time since the beginning of the ongoing conflict between Moscow and Kiev. The Wall Street Journal reported on Monday citing unnamed sources familiar with the matter. The virtual meeting with Zelensky, Zelensky will likely happen after Xi's visit to Moscow to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is expected to take place as early as next week, the outlet noted. His upcoming visit to Russia, which was also confirmed by Reuters earlier in the day, is set to become Xi's first foreign trip since he secured an unprecedented third term as China's leader. Though potential negotiations are expected to further advance Beijing's efforts to become a mediator in the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, which has been dragging on for over a year. Over a year. In late February, China unveiled its own 12-point roadmap to pave the way towards peace in Ukraine. Beijing has called on the international community to encourage efforts to resolve the situation peacefully and urged both sides of the conflict to stay rational and exercise restraint. The peace plan has received a cold reception in the West, with top officials effectively brushing it off. For instance, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg claimed that Beijing lacked the credibility to float any proposals over its failure to condemn Russia. A similar stance has been voiced by European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, who accused Beijing of taking sides in the conflict and backing Moscow. While the West has been actively supporting Ukraine with weaponry and imposing unprecedented sanctions on Moscow, Beijing has refused to condemn Russia's military operation or enact sanctions. Instead, China has repeatedly urged all parties to the conflict to find a peaceful solution as soon as possible. Cryptocurrencies rally amid U.S. banking crisis. Bitcoin soared after the government pledged to protect the depositors of failed tech lenders. Major cryptocurrencies rebounded on Monday, with the overall crypto market cap reclaiming the $1 trillion mark, following the news that the U.S. authorities will attempt to rein in an unfolding banking crisis. The largest digital asset, Bitcoin, has jumped more than 18% in the past 24 hours to its highest level in over a week. The crypto was trading at 24385 per token as of 1530 GMT. Other major crypto coins including Cardano, Solano, Litecoin, Avalanche, and Filecoin were all up by more than 10%.
The upward trend followed a joint statement from the Federal Reserve, U.S. Treasury, and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC, that all depositors of now shuttered tech banks will be able to recover their funds. Concerns over the health of the U.S. financial system have grown since the failure of one of the largest tech lenders last week, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, which had over $200 billion in assets only a few months ago, imploded on Friday after what analysts called a classic case of bank run. Alarmed over the state of the bank, depositors rushed to withdraw funds, which saw SVB's shares crash and forced the FDIC to shut the lender down. SVB became the largest U.S. financial institution to collapse since the crisis of 2008. SVB's decline followed an announcement last Wednesday from California-based crypto-focused bank Silvergate about its impending liquidation. On Sunday, New York-based Signature Bank was shut down by regulators, becoming the the third failure in the U.S. banking industry in less than a week. Okay. This is just articles I kind of that kind of caught my attention so I wanted to check them out this one is Trump warns of new Great Depression the former US president blames bank failures on Joe Biden's economic policies the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank was the fault of US president Joe Biden's administration Donald Trump has claimed warning it could lead to a new Great Depression in the United States course you gotta milk the pot first you gotta milk these monkeys so bad that they okay svb a major lender focused on tech and startups which was the 16th largest u.s bank with over 200 billion in assets only if only a few months ago imploded on friday after what analysts called a classic case of bank run okay Alarmed over the state of the bank, depositors rushed to withdraw funds. Okay, blah, blah, blah. With what is happening to our economy and with the proposals being made on the largest and dumbest tax increase in the history of the USA times five, Joe Biden will go down as the Herbert Hoover Hoover of the modern age, Trump wrote on his social media platform, Truth Social. We will have a Great Depression far bigger and more powerful than that of 1929, he continued. As proof, the banks are already starting to collapse. A Trump spokesman later reiterated the claim, telling Business Insider that out-of-control Democrats and the Biden administration have continued to pathetically try to blame President Trump for their failures with desperate lies such as the CCP spy balloons, the train derailment in East Palestine, and now the collapse of SVB. This is nothing more than a sad attempt to gaslight the public to evade responsibility, the spokesman noted. Meanwhile, former Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders has blamed a Trump-era banking law for the SVB's breakdown. Yeah, man, Bernie, 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 man. Fucking, let's be clear. The failure of SVB is a direct result of an absurd 2018 bank 
deregulation bill signed by Donald Trump that I strongly opposed, Sanders stated on Sunday, referring to the Economic Growth Regulatory Relief and Consumer Protection Act signed into law by Trump in 2018. The legislation, which was the most significant change to U.S. banking regulations since the 2010 Dodd-Frank Act, provided tailored regulatory relief. It exempted smaller banks from strict regulations and relaxed rules for big lenders. The asset threshold for systematically important financial institutions was raised from $50 billion to $250 billion. SVB ended 2022 with $209 billion in assets, which means it was no longer classified as a systematically important financial institution. Meanwhile, over here in England... Brits skipping meals to cope with soaring costs. Study. High inflation and energy energy bills continue to squeeze incomes, a consumer tracker shows. As the cost of living crisis impacts British households, many are cutting down on food while living in cold homes, according to the latest findings from the Which Consumer Insights Tracker. The... Okay, which spelled W-H-I-C-H question mark. Okay, and that... Okay, the monthly... Just an interesting fucking name they picked there. Okay, the monthly survey commissioned by the Food Standards Agency, FSA, revealed that 8.1% of households missed a housing bill, loan, or credit card payment in February. One in seven people... 15% said they had skipped meals due to rising costs. Just over a quarter, 27%, said they had gone without some foods, up from 21% in November. Meanwhile, 9% had prioritized meals for other family members above themselves, and 4% had used a food bank. Nearly 60% of households reported making at least one adjustment to cover essential spending such as utility bills, housing costs, groceries, school supplies, and medicines in the last month. According to the report, adjustments include cutting back on essentials, dipping into savings, selling possessions, and borrowing. Consumers have also been looking for ways to save on their energy bills, with 7 out of 10, 72%, saying they have turned down the heating due to spiraling costs, while 39% have used less hot water and 19% having had fewer cooked meals. Whilst the majority of consumers have used the heating less due to price rises, This behavior will be more extreme in some households than others. While some may be able to save money on heating while still keeping their house sufficiently warm, others will not, the report said. Divide and conquer. 3 in 10, 29% of those who reportedly reduced their heating said they have often or always felt in physical discomfort this winter as a result. A further, this is what I'm saying, 
all the animals follow the, the warmth of the sunlight. Why do we monkeys stay in cold fucking concrete jungles which which uh these these motherfucking which we have to pay these other monkeys to heat. I mean, that's basically what's going on. A further four in ten percent. A, fu- a further four in ten, forty-one percent noted that they have sometimes felt physical discomfort, while twenty-nine percent have rarely or never felt that way. Data suggests that consumer confidence has recovered but remains low, with confidence in current household finances dropping slightly in February. Thirty-eight percent of consumers described their financial situation as good and nearly a quarter, 24%, as poor. Okay, over here on in India, Indian diplomats are upbeat on China, but predict problems with Pakistan. New Delhi accepts relations with Beijing are complex, while Islamabad is accused of being a bad neighbor. India's Ministry of External Affairs, MEA, has published its annual report summarizing the challenges it faces with each of its most significant neighbors, Pakistan and China, based on assessments of interactions with them in 2022. The document's focus is on New Delhi's bilateral and and multilateral engagements that primarily cast a critical eye on its neighborhood and is intended to set the tone and establish expectations for the year ahead. The report, compiled by the MEA's Policy and Planning Division, sounds the alarm about India's nuclear-armed neighbor, Pakistan, and also elaborates on its complex relationship with China, both plagued by protracted border disputes. India's relations with both countries have been problematic, to say the least, there have been four wars with Pakistan, 1947, 48, 1965, 71, and 1999, all resulting in the comprehensive defeat of Islamabad. However, in 1962, war with China, Beijing proved its military was superior to New Delhi's. Pakistan and Terrorism While the report mentions India's desire for normal neighborly relations with Pakistan, It also accuses Islamabad of undermining the normalization of ties by supporting cross-border infiltration and ceasefire violations. A ceasefire agreement along the line of control in India's troubled Jammu and Kashmir region, which Pakistan lays claim to, was signed in 2003. However, it has been repeatedly violated by what New Delhi says are deliberate provocations by Islamabad aimed at destabilizing India's internal security. In 2021, nearly 700 ceasefire violations were reported up to October, according to the MEA report resulting in the deaths of 37 civilians and 34 members of the security forces. The report emphasizes India's goal to address bilateral issues peacefully in an environment free from terror, hostility, and violence. However, 
It also states that Pakistan does not respond like a normal neighbor as it continues to sponsor cross-border terrorism, restrict normal trade, connectivity, and people-to-people exchanges, engage in hostile and fabricated propaganda to vilify New Delhi, and also to present an alarming picture of bilateral ties to the world. I'm just saying, anytime... Look, man... China used to call India back in the day the five Indias, okay? When when fucking India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, all these all these people we all these countries were one Hindustan, right? But uh well, as long as you can divide and conquer using any any label possible they even moved the Hindus and Muslims apart physically to create the the physical border also. This is this one all I'm saying how effective divide and conquer is. Look man, all I'm saying is all I'm saying is either we can use our energy together on bigger projects that will require everybody's help that will benefit all of humanity instead of just everybody just in survival mode and it's just me and my family bro good luck I mean okay I get it I get it we're all animals we're all monkeys here okay but I'm just saying, we can be more than that too. I'm I'm just saying you can go both ways. You can go, <clears throat> you can go into your fear and believe the scenes it plays in your head before it even happens, and and therefore you've already decided or you don't have to fucking look up or anything just look straight ahead at the horizon and into the other person's eyes and realize is we're not we're not that different okay we're not that different. Everybody's trying to have a good time. Everybody's just trying to get along, do this thing, you know. So I'm just saying, we can work together on bigger projects that will be- that will benefit all of humanity, or we could just keep fighting over dumb shit. Just play into their stupid stereotypical characters and I get it it's much easier it's simpler to do that you don't gotta think much you don't gotta do much you don't you know just here are your lines just say these lines okay don't you don't have to do anything anything extra okay monkey you say okay where are my grapes there you go okay there you go that's that's basically what happens so I'm just saying, 
we kind of just accepted the cage. You know, it was like, oh, so this is my life, I guess. <laughs> like, look at this screen and do your job and here's your reward. And then do the same thing tomorrow. I'm just saying, like, we we forgot fucking Tarzan, man. We forgot we were Tarzan. <laughs> Anyways. One specific accusation leveled against Pakistan is that Islamabad has not shown sincerity in delivering justice to the per- to the perpetrators of the 2008 terrorist attacks in Mumbai. The attacks, a four-day series of coordinated shootings and bombings which killed a total of 175 people and left more than 300 wounded, was carried out by groups that included 10 members of Lashkar-e-Taiba, a proscribed terrorist organization from Pakistan. Islamabad has repeatedly denied New Delhi's claims that it sponsors terrorism, recently accusing Indian officials of spreading baseless propaganda. Look, man, all I'm saying is anytime there's more division being created, I'm just saying, guess who's behind it? Anytime there's more division being created, you know, where there's, you know, not really need for it, most local people just get along, Guess who's behind it? I'm just saying, man. It's just just getting old, man. Ties that bind with China. The MEA report describes India's ties with the country's other major regional rival, China, as complex. It accuses Beijing of repeated attempts to unilaterally alter the status quo along the line of actual control in the Western sector since April, May 2020 the border disputes with china are described as a matter that should be settled through diplomatic and military dialogue tension at the border has not dampened trade between the two countries either between january and october 2021 india china bilateral trade totaled 102.29 billion dollars up 47.8% year-on-year. India's exports to China reached $23.96 billion, up 38.20% year-on-year, and India's imports from China amounted to $78.33 billion, up 51% year-on-year. So you see, monkey, there are adults taking care of business. Don't worry. The trade deficit for the first 10-month period stood at $54.37 billion, up 56.95% year-on-year. Look, man, these motherfuckers have been around longer than your... Okay, so they know what they're doing. Okay, don't worry. Since the 2020 disturbances, the two sides have held over 20 diplomatic and military meetings in a dialogue which the report describes as a candid and in-depth exchange of views and through which the two sides will continue to sincerely work towards complete disengagement of the troops at all friction points, according to the report. China has likewise hinted at a willingness to improve ties with India and settle the border issues. 
In a January op-ed for the U.S. magazine National Interest, China's new foreign minister Qin Gang wrote that both sides are willing to ease the situation and jointly protect peace along their borders. Each party maintains that this is their stated position. Yeah, man, just fucking trade instead and make money and be prosperous and go travel and fucking help other people, let help your family, your friends. It's like, what? why can't you do that? You'd rather just fight over dumb shit, small shit, fucking playing with your dicks, man. While you can be fucking just prospering together like no we'd rather be poor we would rather be poor fucking who the fuck divides motherfucker who divides we're still playing the same stupid game man each party maintains that this is their stated position despite tensions between the indian army and chinese people's liberation army at border outposts flaring Sporadically, they are largely brushed aside aside as localized issues that should not cast a shadow on bilateral diplomatic and trade ties. You know what you can do? Anytime there's going to be friction with a group of men, why not make why not have sports involved? Just put sports in there. Play a fucking rugby match or something. Or whatever, like, just to diffuse the fucking tension, man. You you don't have to, it's just energy. There are better ways to diffuse energy and use it. Because you can't get rid of energy, so might as well use it for positive <laughs> things, man. Positive, okay. The way forward at international fora such as the... United Nations at international fora such as what? United Nations, Pakistan has been finding it increasingly difficult to internationalize the Kashmir issue, which is the nub of the hostile relations between the two neighbors. To make matters worse, the ties are likely to further worsen in the coming years because of a raft of internal issues in both countries. Who creates divisions? Huh? Is is your heart divided? Huh? Does the heart is yeah, it has uh separate parts, but it works in unison, doesn't it? Come on, man. India's right wing government under Prime Minister Narendra Modi has been championing hardline Hindu nationalism. Western media and commentators accuse him of authoritarian rule at the expense of the country's largest minority, the Muslims. Anytime the West says they care about the Muslims, I piss on your face, buddy. I'm sorry, but I piss on your face. Okay? Anytime the West says they care about Muslims, I'm sorry, brother, but I piss on your face. Whose numbers, as per 2011 census, stood at 14.2% of India's population or... or 172.2 172.2 million, the third largest Muslim population in the world after Indonesia and Pakistan. Yeah, everybody got along in India before the white man, the the white 
British man got there. Let me be more specific. The British man. The religious angle under... The religious angle under Modi has been a central talking point of Pakistani leaders. Besides, Islamabad, which has been plagued with political instability, corruption, and constant one-upmanship between successive civilian regimes and the all-powerful Pakistani army, deflects the domestic narrative from time to time by taking an aim at India. Islamabad is good at ratcheting up bilateral tensions over human rights abuses against Muslims in Kashmir and beyond. The tactic has worked well at home with the general Pakistani population often seeing India as an arch enemy, a sentiment that is even evident when hosting a sporting event or when the two countries face off on a cricket field in a neutral venue. I mean, we could be fighting, like, real problems, but, well, we want to play with fucking sticks, you know, balls and sticks here. We're going to fight over balls and sticks. With all this in mind, the current trend is likely to continue. Modi's India evidently feels confident enough to continue antagonizing Pakistan and pushing forward with its nationalist policies in the disputed border regions. While Islamabad lacks the internal stability and international clout necessary to resist the pressure or enlist foreign assistance to push back. On the contrary, Sino-Indian relations, which have gone through periodic peaks and troughs over the last 75 years, are best captured by a reputed academician, academic, academician Kanti Prasad Bajpai in his book, India versus China, Why They Are Not Friends, written after the Galwan clash in eastern Ladakh in 2020. He pointed out that long-term conflict between the two sides is in terms of four Ps, perceptions of each other, quarrels over their perimeters, that is, the borderlands and Tibet, partnerships, each other's main enemies, and a growing power gap. This analysis summarizes summarizes a deficit of mutual trust. However, with the Indian MEA report pointing out record levels of bilateral trade and expressing optimism about continued dialogue on border disputes, it is evident that New Delhi and Beijing are willing to prioritize trade and commerce over the four Ps, which could be left on the back burner and dismissed as mind games or psyops. Yeah, man. Look, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. If you want to get along, you can get along. If you want to bitch and fucking fight, that will also happen. It's, it's, that's how simple it is, man. Two leaders get together and decide what type of vision for the future. What picture are they seeing for the future? And that's all they got to do. Paint the picture together. Why? Because what else are we going to do? Do it for the kids, dummies. What else are you going to do? The kids are the future. Do it for the kids. What what better fucking reason you need, motherfucker? What else are you going to do? You're going to go get old and die. How much fucking money can you fucking... Man. You're going to get old and die, man. 
Do it for the kids. What what else the fuck else what else is there to do? I mean, we could be fucking working on some real ass projects. But no, we fight over dumb shit. Useless dumb shit. Anyways. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. We got it. We'll figure it out. Shit, we made it this far. All I'm saying is... If the people get tired of the dumb shit... That's it. You... You think the the rider on the elephant controls anything? Shit. <laughs> you think the rider on the elephant controls anything? The 99% is the fucking elephant, man. The 99% is the elephant. And these so-called public leaders... All they are just tax collectors, really. There's nothing new under the sun. They're just a bunch of tax collectors. They think they control the elephant. I mean, they could probably shoot it down. But we're the 99% elephant. (laughs) Anyways, I'm just saying... We can all get along, man. We can. Because we all come from... This planet. (laughs) Right? Unless you're Superman. From a different planet. If we all came from this planet... Why can't we get along? I mean, we don't have to like each other. We can have our differences... That's what makes this whole thing beautiful, is our differences, okay? But we can all understand that we are all trying to have just a pleasant experience while we have these few years on this useless fucking planet. It's already perfect. Everyone says, how can you make the world a better place? Like, what's wrong with it? (laughs) It's... Nature is perfect the way it is. What what are you trying to change? I mean, you can... We, all we have to do as humans, as monkeys, is keep order. Okay? That's all we need to do. I mean... <laughs> nature will obviously... Remind us of chaos every now and then, right? Why? So that it reminds us is we're the ones who keep shit in order. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Keep shit in order for what? So that you can have a good, fun time. That's why. <laughs> what else? You keep shit in order so you can have a good time. But we lost the adults, right? The adults fucked off, man. The adults fucked off, so well, it's okay, man. We're we're growing up. What else are you gonna do, man? 
I'm growing up. So it's all it's gonna be good. It'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just these few fucking dumb monkeys who think they can do whatever they want. Well, they got something coming for them, man. <laughs> they got something coming for them. Bernie, you better get ready, Bernie. Better get ready, Bernie. <laughs> Alright, peace, monkeys, peace.